Listeners, I know we all love to clink clink, but maybe you're looking to clink clink and cut back. You know what I mean? Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? Well, recess is a great tool to assist you because recess mocktails are 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, sweetened with agave, infused with functional ingredients, and they taste just like your favorite cocktails, just without the alcohol. I love the Recess Paloma because I love the ritual of pouring myself a lovely drink to unwind. I love doing that every night. I think it's essential. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails is my go-to to go chill. So get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash clink. And you too can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Clink, clink. Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me? And for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes, Hormone Harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code clink at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code clink for 15% off today. Clink, clink, ladies. Hello and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. I just wanted to pop on here really quick before we start the episode to let you know that this is going to be a two-parter. We don't do a lot of two-parters, but this episode ran really long and so we thought we would break it up. However, good news is, is that they're both coming out today. So make sure if you're listening right now, that this is the first part. I mean, don't make sure like you're obviously listening to the first part. So congratulations, you did the right thing. And just stick with us. You'll have, you know, almost two full hours of glorious storytelling. And thank you all for being with us. And here's to the episode. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Good morning. This magic morning. Well, yeah, we all just wrapped up our Thanksgiving, except not really. We're home with our children. (laughs) Right. It's going really well. Thanksgiving is tomorrow. I'm not panicked. (laughs) I'm glad you're not. (laughs) We were panicked yesterday, you guys, because we recorded uh, our, our episode for Patreon and our bonus listeners and it went great and then we started recording this episode and it went fucking haywire excuse my french but and we had our children home yeah so then they're like you know being loud 
Which is annoying. They're like, why have destroying you been the house in the office for two hours? <laughs> and it wasn't even productive. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't even record. And so we had to wake up real early this morning because I have family coming into town. And I was like, there's just you just know, like trying to get Do an hour by yourself. Around. Yeah, yeah. Forget about it. No. Forget about it. It was not going to happen. Plus, for whatever reason, the internet is being wonky, probably because everybody's home around here too, right? Oh. That's probably yeah. why. Yeah. We should take that into consideration in the future. Yes. It's because like all these damn gamers are, are gaming home. They're it all up. home all week. Yeah. <laughs> slowing our shit taking down. Taking my internet. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I am... Uh, ready to get Christmas started. I'm wearing my clink clink uh, shirt again, if you want to see it on YouTube. But if you want to just get one for yourself, go to our website, Housewives of True Crime. And on our merch section, we have stuff up. So get it while it's hot. And it's great Christmas. uh, Well, I'm going to be wearing this one all Christmas, but all Christmas season. Uh, But the others, I mean, it's a great Christmas gift. If you're looking, well, for I'm something. in the Christmas spirit. I watched Christmas Vacation last night. The oh. first time I watched it with my kids. Yes, it's so good. It's so it's so good. <laughs> it's so you know, good. it's so refreshing to be like we're kind of out of the like everything has to be a cartoon. Oh, you know? it's it is so funny. Yeah, we, it's so fun. So my husband's birthday is on Christmas Eve, and every year we celebrate it with just a very like small family. This year, he's letting us like, I don't know, like I have something different. Which do is, it up. Do, do a real up. Christmas Eve. So guess Party, what? Like We're, a Kardashian? <laughs> well, not like the Kardashians. We're doing Christmas vacation style. That's awesome. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Okay. Can't wait. Wait, Christmas vacation. Wait, is that with John Candy? Maybe no, I'm Chevy, thinking the- Chevy Chase. Griswolds? Yeah. Yes, that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm making I decided you know, the, to um uh, Bethany's Jello, but I'm making it uh Jello shots. Oh, any excuse to do a Jello shot. Although totally. the last time I did a Jello shot it it didn't work out. But I recommend and I just recommend maybe using good alcohol. I think maybe when they only cost $3 at the bar, it's not like oh, a quality no. situation. <laughs> no. And that cheap vodka, it it goes to my head. Yeah, but no, I had I'm a genius idea stuff. this year. Since we're going to be celebrating, we weren't going to be celebrating Thanksgiving at our house, but now we are. And I've already Christmased everything. Mm-hmm. So I turned my backyard into Thanksgiving land. Oh, that's cute. I think I'm going to do it every year. Why deal with Thanksgiving? I want to go from Halloween straight to Christmas. I know. Okay. So I, I'm down Thanksgiving with Thanksgiving backyard. It's, That's what I think. In California, you can do that. In Texas, it's kind of hit or miss, right? It's like some some years, it's pretty good. Although California does have its rain on Thanksgiving sometimes. But this year, do it. Sounds awesome. I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, y'all, I did want to talk about real quick. We want to give our shout out to a uh, a podcast, actually a suggestion to listen to our girl, Heather, over at Big Mad True Crime. We actually met her in person at CrimeCon, and she's a real disco biscuit. That she is. She was a real good time. Super she, fun. Super fun. And she tells a really good crime and she's much like us. She's like, no bullshit, gets straight to the point. She doesn't have the small talk like we do, but she's flying solo. So that's kind of hard to do anyways. Right. But she's one case per episode. Like we are occasional two-parter, but not very many. She does talk about some crazier cases than us, like the Chris Watts case. And a lot of you have wanted to listen to that one. So if you want to go over to Big Mad True Crime and she'll tell you all about it. Um, But seriously, she is the bomb diggity bomb. So check out her. If you vibe with us, you'll probably vibe with her. And I I mean, that's pretty cool. She covers some stuff that like we're not, you know, like if 
you know, we don't do that like the kids and stuff. So I know. if you, if you so, want a little taste, it's perfect. It is perfect. Or if not, you know, she does, she does a variety. She's a great storyteller. So check her out. Big mad mm-hmm. true crime, wherever you listen to us. And then we have a crazy case today. If you have not, you might've done your research before. Did you Gretchen? No, no, <laughs> of course you didn't, even though I told you to, um, but then maybe it will be a bonus, like a bonus that you don't actually have to sign up for Patreon. For. Like I'll watch this documentary and then we'll like, yeah, then we'll wrap it up. It. Yeah. Okay, I think yeah, we'll do that. I'm down with that. All right. As let's long get as started. all equipment is working. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get started. Okay. Okay. This week's episode was brought to us by a lot of listeners who must be obsessed with true crime documentaries because this one was in one. Like I just said, this particular case was on Netflix and it's called till murder do as part. Okay. Tab wanted me to watch it, but let me tell you, I tried. You have to read. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that's not happening because I, I'm a girl that listen watches. I'm a busy girl. Okay, so So I was like, "Ugh, this is like real homework. Yep. Nope. 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 Gots to be watching Christmas Vacation. I know I got to be watching. So I will tell you that was one of my problems with this, because most of the time I turn it on in the car and then I just listen like Gretchen saying, but they have this guy that will get into talking in German the entire time, which is actually fucking infuriating. I've been saying that word a lot. I'm so sorry that it's <laughs> tis the season. I have. mean, Jesus, I must be on again, again. And the Lord's name in vain. I know. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shit. Christ on a cross is wrong with you. Goodness gracious. I don't know. Oh, that's better. That's know. a good Texas girl. Goodness okay. gracious. Bless your heart. Bless my heart. Okay. I need my, I obviously need my heart blessed <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyways, it really was frustrating because this guy, he knows perfect English. Like he speaks better English than I speak. So I don't know what Netflix's thing was. I think they really wanted you to watch the show so that you had to read the subtitles. I don't know. They did it on purpose for whatever reason, or maybe you're going to be biased against him if you only had to read his words. You know, it was something, but they made a conscious effort to make sure this guy spoke only in German in the documentary. Okay. I did take my time to watch it and read it. And I was actually fascinated by the whole thing. But I also was like, something's missing, especially with the whole German thing, because I'm like, he just spent the last whatever amount of time in prison. The guy knows English. Okay. Well, one side note is, you know, Netflix is kind of known for doing that with their docs. Remember how in Tiger King, the guy was recorded with um, his shirt off the whole time. Yes. He's like, they told me to do that. Yes. They wanted to make him look I, some kind of way. That's not, yes. that's not very nice Netflix. And then I molding like, our minds that much. That's right. And so then you have to take these documentaries with a grain of salt. And that's kind of what I thought. And that's why I knew something was missing. Right. So then since then I went into this like deep rabbit hole of every thing I could listen, read, watch. I went down every nook and cranny. And you know, when that happens, like your mind's just like poof. And ultimately, I do think that Netflix had an ultimatum. I think that they got some things wrong, or they wanted to twist your mind a certain way. So let me start somewhere in the beginning. For those of you who have not seen the Netflix series, like you, Gretch. Mm-hmm. We'll start with Jen Soaring. It's a guy, okay? As a a guy named Jen. It's Jens, or maybe it goes, Jens. Yeah, he's. It's a German name, so it's okay. More like Jens. Jens. I think is okay. how they would pronounce it. Okay. J e n s. I know okay. one other person with that name, which is weird, right? You do. Yeah. Yeah. He was born August first, nineteen sixty six, in Bangkok. Thailand. He was the son of a German diplomat. So 
most likely he moved around a lot before moving to the United States in 1977 when he was just 11 years old. Jens attended the Lovett School in Atlanta, Georgia, where he was awarded a scholarship to the University of Virginia called the Jefferson Scholar. He started attending this university in 1984, and this scholarship was real prestigious, okay? Only 12 high school students in all of the U.S. were awarded this scholarship. Jens, well, he was an intellect, a nerdy intellect. You, you saw like a section of it. I mean, he was no disco ball when he was, you know. No, I don't remember. Oh, you don't I'll remember. take your, I'll take your word for okay. it though, girl. He wasn't. Besides the brains, which I do find attractive. Uh, Real attractive. Yes. But this 18 year old, he was still a nerdy kid at 18. He had like chubby cheeks not fully mature, still going through that puberty looking phase. He had big, thick Coke bottle glasses, what they call them, right? Mm-hmm. They're like thick rimmed black, not someone that I would have ever taken to a sorority dance. But you're a bitch. So <laughs> I wasn't even in a sorority. Also, <laughs> I'm so. like, I'm railing, like my mind is spinning on like smart guys I would fuck. Like who, who is the least attractive person that I'm attracted to for their mind? Listen, I don't even think that you would have done him. I'm thinking of someone political, so I'm not going to say, but trust me, they're not attractive. Conventionally. <laughs> and it's not Donald Trump. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not you guys Donald think Trump. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. All you guys that are like, they're Trumpies. I'm like, what? Like who? Like what the fuck Where are you talking about? Where did get that? About? It's so crazy. I have no idea. But anyways, it's not him, right? It's somebody with no. glasses. Oh, I God. Can no. 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 Yeah. I. And short. Pasty white. Yeah. I don't know. Hot. But. So smart. Yes. Yeah, smart guys are attractive. This mm-hmm. guy. I mean, listen, I'm going to get to why this other person who he would meet would fall in love with him. And that was that was why. So at this university, he would meet this young woman named Elizabeth Hasem. Elizabeth was born in 1964 on April 15th in South Africa. Elizabeth was also not a born citizen of the U.S. and she had foreign parents and she also was very smart. So they had a few things in common. The difference between Elizabeth and Jen's was, well, Elizabeth was a disco biscuit. She was older than the rest of the people in the dorm which we will get to in a minute, Elizabeth, unlike Jens or Jens, however you want to say it, was fully mature. She was a woman at the time. She also had much more life on her own experience. People would call her the rebellious type. She was born onto parents that had already had kids. They had remarried and just had her, Elizabeth. Her father was much older than her mother and like by like 27 years and Mm. they had a brood of kids together. You know what I mean? Not together, but like, I think the dad had maybe four kids before marrying the mom and the mom had two. She was number seven. I just never get that. I mean, it's like, I was listening to Alec Baldwin give an interview recently and he's talking about all these kids. He has so many. He has so many. Yeah. And also so much money and such a could be having so much fun, but he doesn't do anything. He's home with his kids. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Having a bunch of kids, if you have like a farm or something, you know, like, why not? More the merrier. Nobody else to hang out with. But if you're a movie star, why do you be having all those kids? They just bring you down. Oh, my gosh. You're so mean. <laughs> I think. Listen. I think some people are just meant to have a lot of kids. Like my friend, Audrey, she has a plethora and she is just the most amazing mom. And she, she doesn't have that like stress quality that I do. Right. It's like, she's perpetually high, but she's not. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I know. My gosh. So true. Yeah. I don't have that. I don't have that either. So three is perfect number for me. But maybe, I mean, he's got a lot of money, so he's probably got a lot of help, you know? 
Who knows? Okay. Elizabeth's parents also had a lot of help and a lot of money. So maybe seven was fine for them. But I can imagine that Elizabeth probably got a little bit more freedom than probably sibling number one. Right. Or a little bit less attention than maybe sibling number one. Elizabeth's dad was a big executive in Nova Scotia, Canada, which we just did a case there before, didn't we, Gretchen? We did. Yeah. He was in the steel business and her mother, Nancy, was an artiste. Much like Jen's, Elizabeth traveled all over the world as a child until she was sent to boarding school outside of London, which was pretty far from Canada at the time. Or is still pretty far from Canada, if you ask me. Here, Elizabeth had a different form of freedom. She had, I think, more of like parental loving freedom or lack of loving freedom, in my opinion. Her school was really prestigious, one for brilliant children. And there was a lot of pressure to maintain these really good grades at this really Like that's what they say, like a school for brilliant children. I feel like that's like kind of mean to do to a child to like tell them they're like at the school for brilliantness. I think that it it, it really screw up your head. I think it's very much a lot of pressure when that happens. For instance, there's a school called Harvard Westlake in California and it is very hard to get into. And there are people that I personally know that have tried over and over and over and started their kids in second grade taking tests so that they can get into this prestigious school. And what comes out of that a lot of times are kids that have a lot of insecurity, anxiety, and anxiety and depression and are suicidal. So I think it's, it's difficult, right? Like you want your kid to be successful. If they're going that Um, way, then great. But if but, you're pressuring uh, them to do that, it's probably not the right place for your child. Yeah. 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 Well, Elizabeth did have a lot of pressure in at the school. And I don't think she particularly enjoyed the pressure because girlfriend decided to run away from school at one point. I think she just needed a break. Her friends at the school claim that Elizabeth was not only smart, but she was also a really good actress on and off the stage, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. She oftentimes made up stories, I think most likely to get attention. Like I said, she was a bit of a rebel and she did not want to conform to her family's strict expectations. And after she ran away from school, her parents were very disappointed and they made her repeat her senior year of high school. Well, this did not sit well with Elizabeth. And this is also why she was older than the rest, or one of the reasons that she was older than the rest at this dorm once she did make it to the University of Virginia. But during her senior year, she decided to explore her sexuality. And this was not accepted at this school. Mind you, this is uh, 1980. This is not probably 1983, 1984. Okay. Okay. And unfortunately, because this school had, because of the time and the school just had still old school ways of thinking, the rules around her being a lesbian was like, it was unthinkable. And so she, well, I mean, I was in school in high school in the early nineties. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember there were some like open lesbians at the school and they were bullied. Really? Yeah. At public school. Yeah. It was really tragic. Yeah. That is super sad. I I don't remember. I don't even know if I would. It's hard to imagine that like back because now everybody is like open and more more open. Everybody's yeah. yeah. Like my kid came out, put a rainbow flag on my car. It's like, right. no, it's like old hat. No big deal. But it wasn't that long ago. It was a really big deal. Yeah. And it, yeah. And at this school, it was a really big deal. And at the school that she got accepted to for college, it was also a really big deal. And they 
she ended up having to forfeit her acceptance to this university. Ah. And her girlfriend at the time also was going to go to, I think it was Cornell and they wouldn't accept her either. I want to say it was Cornell. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but it was one, it was one of these crazy great colleges. And so they both didn't get in. And so her and her girlfriend basically said, screw it. And they went on the run. Okay. They survived on stealing odd jobs and getting high. Not exactly the path that her prim and proper parents were hoping for, but that kind of lifestyle is probably not really what this intellectual disco biscuit was really thinking either. Right. So once she decided that that wasn't for her, she made her way to the British embassy back to London and eventually back to live with her parents. And at this time, her parents had moved from Canada to Virginia and her, I guess her dad took a new job. So they brought Elizabeth back to Virginia. And that is how we got to the university of Virginia. They enrolled her there. And now we're back to when she met Jen soaring. These two, they wouldn't exactly lock eyes and fall in love. I mean, Jen's probably did because Elizabeth was beautiful, but Elizabeth thought nothing of this dorky kid with an arrogant attitude. Jen's she came was off a lesbian, right? <laughs> well, I guess she wasn't anymore. <laughs> okay, she she's decided. A spy. That. She's, yeah, okay. she's a face. Okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, well, maybe she is. I don't know. You could tell me what you think because. The story gets crazy. So anyway, she she kind of was put off by Jens because he he was kind of snarky and he came off arrogant and like he was the smartest guy in the room because he probably was the smartest guy in the room. But that kind of behavior is not attractive either. Oh, no. A asshole is not is not attractive. No, just smart. Smart gentleman. That's hot. Yes. That's right. And Elizabeth, you know, was like, that's not my type. However, after talking to Jens for a few months, Elizabeth grew fond of his differences and his poetic romanticism. The more they spoke, the more the two got along. And it also helped that they were both foreigners with families that were foreign. They were, their families lived, you know, in the United States. Now they had a lot to talk about. Jens was enamored with Elizabeth. I mean, she was tall, she carried herself well, and she was had this like very beautiful accent. She was rebellious. She was kind of like everything that he probably wished he was, but he wasn't. He was kind of insecure. She did hate her parents, and she talked about it a lot with Jens, and Jens would also divulge to her that he didn't particularly like his dad. His dad was a prick and he had always wished that his mother would divorce his father, but knew that they only stayed together because of him. Mm. The two connected on that pretty deeply and they connected on other things in a real deep way also, which we know because Jen's kept every single letter that the two wrote to each other, which is also I mean, I guess I kept letters of boyfriends back in the day. Not me. Not you. You just trashed them. They wrote very wordy letters to each other. They would express their desires, their love in poetic, somewhat Shakespearean way. Some of these letters and deciphering them were way over my pay grade. Weren't they like hanging out? I mean, why would you send a letter? Like send a letter. I don't like... think they sent a letter. I think they just handed it. They did send letters occasionally. Like I think Elizabeth or Jens went on vacation over Christmas and they did send a letter. You know, there was like long distance calling at the time. So you're probably not picking up the phone if you're halfway around the country or something like that. Like, I guess if you didn't have a cell phone to look at all the time, you'd be like, sure, give me a letter. I got time to read it. A hundred percent. <laughs> Listen, it, you wrote letters to your friends in high school. I hope they've all burned them. 
<laughs> listen, it's kind of funny because I did think about this because listen, letter writing is no longer, right? I mean, it's now, it went from letter writing to email writing. And now I don't DM. think people really write text emails. Yes. It's like text and DM. We went from long form to email is form. for DocuSign. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I don't think people write emails anymore. Uh, if they do, I mean, it's just for business purposes, really only. Right. Yeah. Like, although you guys, when we get emails from y'all, oh, we it is them. so sweet. And I actually, we read them and we love them, but they also are mostly short because we are just, Oh yeah. They're always short. We are just that kind of people. Now we like short form content only. Mm -hmm. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. I'm back again talking about Rakuten. Rakuten is where it's at. It is the smartest way to shop. Members earn cash back on everything they buy and can maximize savings by stacking cash on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores like Walmart, Urban Outfitters, Expedia, places you already shop for sure. So why not be saving while doing it? How it works is the stores pay a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can Get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has over 17 million members saving and Rakuten members have earned over 4.6 billion in cash back. Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Clink, clink. All right. So over just a few months, Jens would lose his virginity to Liz and fall into a deep desired love for her. Liz from her letters to Jens were not as obsessive, but she does express her love to him. Also, her letters are different. She lets him know that she is an independent woman and one who has fucked over men before. For instance, she wrote this Jens. I hated my love for you for a long time. 
I hated myself for discovering vulnerability, but as the weeks passed, I began to understand. I had always believed that I made men fall in love with me so that I could take out all the hatred I felt for them by humiliating them. I despised their cheap lust and their easy passion, and in the end, I made them hate themselves for loving me and the torture I inflicted. I would make a a man humiliate himself to obtain me. Then I would give him the best fuck he's ever likely to get and then walk out. That's twisted. I know. Especially for like a young 20 year old. I was like, oh, who, who, who's going to like me today? Oh my <laughs> like, God. I was not like that. No, that's very confident. Yes. So I can imagine being an 18 year old boy like Jens, who had never had sex before or even probably liked a girl this much. This was thrilling and exciting to be the one that like she fell for. Right. But and he liked it. He loved everything about her. But there was one thing that he didn't particularly care for. And that was that that Liz used drugs. She denies that she ever did hard drugs, but there are accounts from Jen's and her friends that say that Elizabeth dabbled in heroin. I don't know how you function and use heroin. I've never done it, but maybe there's people that like can dabble in it and still function in society. I I don't know. I just know that I see a lot of like druggies on the side of the freeway. I mean, but, I, I don't know about the heroin. I, I never did anything with needles. That's gross. But I'm just, I'm scared. I was like 16 when I got my ears pierced. Um, <laughs> cause I'm so you already had a bad experience with that other like weight loss. Shit. So I don't yeah. Think you're I'm, like, needles no, no, I'm not doing ever. needles. Okay. But I got over my fear of needles when I went through infertility. In vitro. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why I was able to do the semi-glutide, which clearly did not work for me. But anywho, I know that people, there is a way to function on heroin because I have read about like a lot of the the models would do it. And you know what they would do? They would do it like in between their toes. So they wouldn't have the track marks. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. So then it, so I think there's a way to like microdose. Yeah. Heroin. I don't recommend. (laughs) I do not recommend. (laughs) Um, That's a bad one. Okay. So according to Jen's and one of Elizabeth's friends, she did have this outside group that she hung out with outside of school that would supply her, maybe her micro dosing of heroin. I'm not sure. That is all alleged, but I did hear it from multiple sources. So one weekend at the end of March, these two lovebirds decided to go to DC for the weekend. They rented a car, got a hotel room to get away. When the two returned to school the next week, Elizabeth would be given devastating news. Her parents' friends found her parents, Nancy and Derek Haysom, on April 3rd, murdered in their home. Nancy and Derek had been brutally murdered. At the scene, their dinner plates were still on the table. Their vodka glasses were still sitting there full. And Derek was laying, was found laying in the living area, stabbed to death over 36 times with like a deep slash through his neck. And Nancy was in her nighttime robe and was found in the kitchen on the floor with some similar throat slash and multiple stab wounds. Not as many as Derek, but I think like six. There was no sign of forced entry. Actually, the front door was locked and nothing of value was taken from the home. So the killing was definitely intentional. Someone had it out for these two. Police started, you know, immediately investigating. And by the way, but by April 3rd, they thought that they had been dead for a few days. Like the blood had already started like drying up, you know? Okay. 
I'm just imagining that this is like somebody that they knew killed them. Like, and it's probably has something to do with, you know, Jen's and the Elizabeth. Hooch. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you think I don't I mean, I don't know why I'm just saying that if you kill someone, you know, I recommend doing it, you know, quick and not being extra because that is the first sign. It's called overkill. And right away they're like, OK, who was mad at them? This is not random. It, and it actually take shit. Don't just mess up the drawers. Take shit. They didn't even mess up the drawers. They just oh, kill yeah, and go. fucked. Yeah. So police start investigating the crime scene and saw that around Nancy, there was smeared blood like somebody had kind of like tried to wipe it up for a minute. And then they probably figured out that they know that that blood's just going to keep on coming. Yeah, too much. Not going to happen. Yeah, that's awful. There were bloody tennis shoe prints on the driveway. There was bloody sock prints on the carpet. And there was blood in the drain of one of the bathrooms and one unidentified hair. Both Nancy and Derek had very high blood alcohol levels at 0.22, which I think driving is like 0.08, right? Oh, no, you're (laughs) wasted at point at. Oh, yeah. You're like seriously wasted. Yeah. And the vodka bottle had some fingerprints on it. DNA was obviously not used in 1985, or if it was, it was definitely like nothing like we have today. They relied mainly on like fingerprints and blood analysis at the time. They did find blood at the scene that did not match the Haysoms. They found type O blood, type A blood, type AB, which, and B. So, I mean, I feel like they went through the whole gamut of blood types, but I think type B and O were not the Haysom's blood types. Okay. Also, type O is the most common blood type, if you did not know this. Whatever. Yeah. It's like 40% of the population has type O. Are you type O? I have no idea what type I am. You don't? No. Well. They told me when I had my kids, I'm type A. I'm sure they told me too, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) On April 8th, these investigators, you know, they got some of the forensics back, but not that much, right? So at this point, they question Elizabeth and they think, you know, the murder took place sometime over that weekend that they were in D.C., And so she said, no, my boyfriend and I, we rented a car. We drove to D.C. We stayed at the Marriott. We weren't even in town when the murders happened. And at this point, you know, all the data hadn't been uh, processed. So they took her word at face value. Elizabeth that year finished school. And then the two of Jens and Elizabeth went off to Europe for the summer. They came back to school again and started the school year but by October the police were getting a lot of pressure to find out who did this and when an FBI profile came back about the murders the FBI wanted to question Elizabeth even more the profile came back as being most likely a woman with a shoe size of seven or eight in women's yeah They also looked into Elizabeth's rental car and the amount of miles put on that car during that weekend were way more than going from school to DC and back. They questioned Elizabeth about this obsessive driving around DC. And she said, you know, we just got lost a lot. Dude, that is, that could F me in the eighties. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, dude, I get lost now and I have, I have ways, you know, like, Oh my God. I we're we're just talking about how like I, the driving now that it gets dark at like four 30. Oh my gosh. I'm the, I I go to the same places where I always go and I cannot see and I pass it. I I turn around all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. So I was thinking the same thing when I was, when I was researching this, I was like, dude, I would be the like 600 miles around DC and (laughs) they'd be like, what? Like, no, seriously, I got lost that many times. I went on so many damn freeways. I didn't know. But 
when they looked at it, the distance was pretty exact from like the school to DC to her parents' house, back to DC, back to school. But the miles added up almost exactly. So they asked Elizabeth and Jens for their fingerprints and their blood samples to eliminate them as suspects. Elizabeth agreed, but Jens said he would have to ask the German embassy because his dad, you know, was a diplomat. And he never did. He never turned over his prints or blood. Instead, both him and Elizabeth fled the country. And according to an article in the New York Times, Jens left this note behind for the investigators. Now I'm going to do a, a Jens accent. I assume that especially you, Mr. Gardner, who is one of the investigators, will be very excited to know, which is why I hate to disappoint you. Well, that's not exactly true. I suggest that you continue your investigation as before. Undoubtedly, you will find whom you are looking for. As for me, I am afraid you must remain, as Officer Reed put it, only 99% sure of my innocence. From what Liz has told me of what you discovered at Loose Chippings, which is where they lived, Loose Chippings, I can only say that I am incapable of such thing. I do not have many friends, but I think they will substantiate this and my longstanding dissatisfaction with my life here. Okay. Okay. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Rose dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's r o dot c o slash clink fun fact listeners actually not so fun fact did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. 
So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this. blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off. So Liz and Jen's were on the run. I mean, that's like a real, that's like a real, like, uh, catch me if you can. It is, right? Yeah. That's yeah, a weird yeah. letter. Yeah. I thought so too. But these two, they, they, I mean, they did. They like hop ship. They went to Europe first. Then they went to Thailand where they obtained a bunch of fake Thailand. IDs. And because, you know, that's where he was born, right? Right. Yeah. But Bangkok. <laughs> is that, is that what it's known for? Fake IDs. Bangkok is like crazy, right? There's like Bangkok and then there's Thailand, like everything else. That's what oh, really? Say. You've been there. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy there at Bangkok. There's a lot of cocks being banged. Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So they get all these fake IDs and they were, they go to Russia after that. And then they get end up back in England where they would use these fake IDs to get a bank account and even get this like check guarantee card where they would buy stuff with checks that was guaranteed. I guess these like particular, I don't, I don't know if they have this anymore. I can't imagine they do, but I guess these checks were guaranteed, but they were just write, writing them. They would buy stuff, take it back then that same day get the cash for the products and then the checks would you know not clear the bank on yeah. monday i'm pretty sure a lot of people probably did this in the 80s and probably early 90s but they made thousands of dollars doing this mm. it was pretty savvy but it was also like totally illegal congratulation <laughs> yeah. screwing over small businesses i don't like it i don't like any of it but I don't know. They were, I don't know why they did that. I mean, I do know that they did that, yeah, but they did it for money, that's why they did it. I know, but couldn't they just get a job? Well, you know, some people jobs aren't working for them. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure these two like nerdy, they're kids smart. It's hard. It's really hard and fortunate, right? When there are smart people, you know, that the two of things. us have to put our heads together and like all of our vitamins need to have gotten took and everything in us just to get this little, this little show going on. Okay. <laughs> it's like a lot. <laughs> a smart person could get it together in like, they don't even have to try. It might be true. Yeah. So I'm just saying it's unfortunate to waste your talent. Go to work. Uh, I know. Right. Go to work. Like, don't steal shit. Yeah. Uh, it didn't work out for them anyways, because somebody thought right away that they looked suspicious. And so this woman at the store called the police and said, these two look suspicious. And, and they, they came. That's and amazing. They, well, you know, it was England, not Los Angeles. Okay. And so they came and maybe also you don't really have to have like a warrant to search <laughs> because they found the fake IDs and Ooh. they figured out who Elizabeth and Jen's really were. And they ended up phoning the police in the United States and they questioned if they knew who these people were and they said, yes, we do actually. And they said, are their parents happen to be dead? And they said, yes, they are. And so they said, uh, okay, let's come on over and see what in the heck is going on. So the, um, investigators flew to London from Virginia and they questioned both Elizabeth and Jen's about these murders. 
Jens claims that he requested an attorney. He was never given an attorney. And after two days, he made a statement. He says he made the statement after they basically told him that Elizabeth was going to get the electric chair. And so Jens confessed. His confession, unfortunately, was not recorded. It was just written down. And this is what Jens said. Jen says that he and Elizabeth talked about her parents and how much she despised them. And I will read you some excerpts in a moment regarding like her, her thoughts about her parents, but he tells them that while they were in DC, they came up with this plan that they would go buy some movie tickets and to like pretend that they were at the movies Elizabeth would go to the movies, but Jens would drive down to Virginia while Elizabeth would stay back as the alibi. He says he showed up to the Hasem's home where Derek answered the door, let him in, and they had a couple drinks together. He said he and the Hasem's sat at the dinner table drinking, and then they began to argue. They threatened to have Jens expelled from the University of Virginia if he kept seeing their daughter. He says he got up to leave, but as he got up, Derek slammed him against the wall where he hit his head. Jens said then he took up a knife and struck at Derek's throat, opening up the vein. Derek then yelled, God, you must have, you must be crazy, man. Then Nancy came in with her own knife and Jens wrestled it away from her. He claims Derek and Nancy were coming at him at this point together and he slashed Nancy in the neck too and then let go of her. He lost his glasses in the struggle and then he went back to fight Derek a little bit more and even got struck in the hand with the knife. The next thing Jens recalled was tossing tableware, his clothes, and the two knives into a dumpster at the end of the road. He didn't notice until then that he cut his hand. He went back into the house in his socks so that he wouldn't have footprints in the house. He wiped away any fingerprints and blood, which he swirled the stains around Nancy Hasem to obscure his footprints. He washed his hands, uh, bound one hand with a towel, and then wrapped himself in a sheet, turned out the lights, and went back to Georgetown to meet Elizabeth after she went to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So that was what they wrote down of his well, just him just, just him yeah just him okay so it sounds real damning in my opinion well yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's pretty bad uh, it went from catch me if you can to you, you caught me until <laughs> you I caught me until i'm gonna just tell you what happened yeah i want to read one excerpt from a letter that elizabeth wrote to jen's about her parents real quick she says, my mother went to a hair appointment three days late. My father and I cut down cedars for Christmas presents. Would it be possible to hypnotize my parents, do voodoo on them, will them to death? It seems my concentration on their death is causing the, them problems. My father nearly drove off a cliff at lunch. He nearly got squashed by a tree when he got home and he keeps falling over. And my mother, drunk, fell into the fire. I think I shall seriously take up black magic, dot, dot, dot. We can either wait till we graduate and then leave them behind, or we can get rid of them soon. My mother said today that if some accident befell them, she knew I would become the worthless adventurer. More maternal acumen. She uses these real big words. She does. But basically, she's just one twisted bitch. Totally. So this is just many, like one of many letters that explained like her disdain for her parents, right? A lot of these letters back and forth, which the investigators would find were like just 
both of them kind of talked about how they just did not like their parents, either of them, right? Jen yeah. would talk about his father as a prick and she would hate both of her parents, like with a passion. Well, this confession from Jen's basically sealed the deal for the investigators. They didn't really need to do any more investigation because they had a confession from here. Both Elizabeth and Jen's were given psych exams in England. Elizabeth was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Mm. And according to the New Yorker, Jen's was diagnosed with delusional disorder, which I'm not really sure what that means. I could have looked it up, but I'll tell you what it is. He's delusional for this older <laughs> hot chick that uses sex as manipulation, which yeah. it, I mean, I have said it before. I will say it again. We, you know, teach our daughters to look out for controlling behavior and all that stuff. You got to be teaching your sons. Look out for a chick, especially if she's a little older and especially if she's very attractive I that know. uses sex as manipulation, because those are the ones that will get you to be doing the murdering for them. And then they will sell you up the river when the police come and knock in. It's true. They'll walk away and you'll spend your life locked up. I don't know how I'm going to have that chat with Wyatt. (laughs) Yeah. That chat is. (laughs) It has to be at a certain time. Let me tell you about life, son. I know. All right. I am going to stop here because I want to get more into what happens at the trial and how the two where we there's a lot more left to this story that I want to tell you all about, but I don't want to have to rush it. So we are going to make this a two parter. But guess what? We're dropping it today. So all you have to do is go to the next episode um, and you will get the rest of this case um, through the trial and where we are today. Uh, And it also is pretty fascinating, a case in itself. So just, you know, go to the next episode and listen now. And also just... Have yourselves a fabulous week. If you want to listen to the second part later, you can do that too. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.